Bismillahirrahmanirrahim. We're grateful to be here uh, on this uh, weekend. We're getting very close to the beginning of Ramadan. And this is a very different Ramadan than those that we're accustomed to. So many of us will have expectations about how Ramadan is supposed to be and excitement. Uh, it's, uh, it's an electric season uh, in the Hijri calendar, or the Islamic calendar. And there is a degree of excitement, but this year will be very different. But a lot of things, the most important things, are going to remain and are going to abide. And this particular Ramadan is designed by Allah as a set of circumstances that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has put in front of us لِيَبْلُوَكُمْ to test you which of you will be best in conduct which of you will تَتُّلْ بُيُوتَ مِنْ أَبْوَابِهَا right? enter the houses by their doors uh, in the Quran Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala speaks to the messenger alayhi salatu wasalam and says يَسْأَلُونَكَ عَنِ الْأَهِلَّةِ they ask you about the phases of the moon tell them that it is a way of keeping time for the people, right? And one of those things is knowing when the Hajj begins. But there are other things that we know begin with the Hilal, like this Ramadan. And there will be a Hilal this Ramadan. And we'll look for that Hilal. And that will be the moment of entering into this special set of circumstances that are even more special this year. And there's always an opportunity embedded in every set of circumstances that Allah sends us. We look for that moon. We connect with the sky. What does it mean to connect with the sky? For example, at the start of Ramadan, to look for that hilal, right? To go out and look. And we may not be specialists in sighting the moon, but a lot of it is presence, hudur being in not the moment so much as this moment. This is the moment that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has designed. This is the moment that he knew was coming. No one imagined a Ramadan where everyone has to stay indoors and people are not supposed to come together. Right? Our expectations of Ramadan right our community that warmth right don't ramadan has this warm glow to it as long as i can remember even when it's in the middle of the the winter time right but we've been having ramadans in the summer right so it's uh, definitely been warm and the days have been long and there's something beautiful and embedded in something uh, in long hot summer days in ramadan as well Right? And there's narrations to that effect. Uh, the expectations of having maybe very specific things to break your fast on, right? Certain types of dates or an abundance of dates and honey and the different recipes that come together or that we share with the neighbors. And then in the evenings, everyone sees one another and engages in this uh, large prayer right? Uh, 20 raka'at and the families are there and so on. And it won't be like that this year. 
but Ramadan abides and the Hilal, the crescent, is coming. Right? Maybe some people are looking for the dates, other people are looking for Qamar al-Din, the, 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 uh, the, the, the big uh, apricot, apricot fruit roll-ups. You're supposed to actually put it in water and then it becomes this apricot juice in the water, but we used to always just eat it directly like a giant fruit roll-up. Um, maybe we won't get a hold of all of those recipes and ingredients but when that hilal comes, we still enter into this very, very special moment of time. The Messenger والسلام, would say, at the moment that he saw the hilal, he would say, Allahumma ahilluhu alayna bil amni wal iman, wassalamati wal islam. He would see that hilal, and we see that sky. Right? We make that effort to be in this moment, the moment that Allah has given us, to be connected with now, the circumstances around us, not the ideal that we imagined, not the, uh, the way things are in our minds or in our hopes, okay, that we've attached our hearts to, or maybe even our, 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 uh, our lower selves, we've attached our hearts to ideals that are not guaranteed to us. What is now is what we have. The past no longer exists, and the future doesn't exist yet, and is only known to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Just like the circumstances of this particular Ramadan, we're always going to be this way. But we didn't know because we don't know what is in the knowledge of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. That's what makes Allah Allah. And that's what makes us the servants. Right? And it's not going to be any other way. So we can design all we want and Allah designs. But it's probably Allah's design that's going to come out. And the question is, or going to pan out, and the question is how do we respond to it? So being present in that moment and connecting to the sky is one of those. And he says... Allah, Allahumma ahilluhu alayna, bring it, bring upon us, right, make it appear, make that crescent, make it appear as a crescent of amin, security, and iman, faith, subhanallah, amin from amana, and iman also from amana, right? The first one, security, safety, right? Allahumma give us safety, give us security, give us good health, give us and our families protection. Let the appearance of this crescent, and of course the moon rises on a horizon at night, just like the sun rises on the horizon. So there's, just like there's a sunrise, there's also in the appearance of the moon, a moonrise. It appears. And what is it? It is a harbinger, right? It is a sign of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala rising over your, 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 uh, your horizon, appearing to you, a set of circumstances, right? And how does Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala bring His circumstances, right? They appear, they unfold. 
And Allah always has surprises for you. In Surah Ar-Rahman, right, every day he has a new set of circumstances that he reveals. He has a new agenda, right, that is laying out. It's not new to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, but it's presented as new to us. And when we see that hilal, what is it that Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam is hoping for? What is it that he's asking Allah for? Safety and security. And that's something that we look for in all of our moments, but oftentimes it's on how many people's minds, right? This week, this month, in these past few weeks, and Allah give us all safety. Allah give us all good health and stability and a roof over our heads. Protect us from anything that is coming that's going to go sideways with the economy, right? How many of, uh, of us out there, right? We have small business owners. Imagine that they're being very, very seriously challenged with a lot more spare time than they had counted on having. I'm not suggesting that people have, everyone has more time on their hands. Maybe there's a lot of people that have to scramble. Right? to try to apply for certain uh, uh, grants or loans in order to keep their business afloat. It's a challenging time. But we have to adjust with those circumstances because that's what Allah is giving us. Bil-amni wal-iman and faith. Right? Make it a crescent that's bringing us an increase huh? and uh, solidification of faith a grounding of faith, and an increase, ziyada in faith, right? A security in faith, a safety in faith. Because ultimately, security cannot be guaranteed in any circumstances by anyone. Only Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala guarantees certainty. There are many things that unsettle us, many things that concern us or frighten us, when we're not frightened or moved by fear, it's because we are calm, serene, confident. And that's exactly what Iman is, right? Tasdiqu al-Nabiyyi bi kulli ma ja'a bihi, min al-Dini, aw akhbar bihi min al-Dini, mimma ulima minhu bid-darura, right? It is that confidence in the truth of all that has been brought to us by Muhammad and he brought to us first and foremost the Quran that confidence in Allah that we're in a new design every day he is about a new affair in Surah Ar-Rahman what's the affair of today they asked in the tafsir literature what's the affair of your Lord today the word day is used in this verse. But the uh, commentators on the Quran will say that this also applies to a moment because in every moment Allah's design is unfolding. And where do we go with the second part of this statement, this reading of the Messenger Bring this crescent to us with safety and faith and salama and uh, Islam, Salama. Salama is very close to Amin. Amin is security. Salama is soundness. 
okay? Being of sound mind and body, good health, right? Uh, not having uh, illnesses or other things that plague us. And if for some reason someone is struck by some type of illness, some type of affliction, or something goes wrong, or there's some type of damage, all right? that they get through it with salama, that they get through it with safety and uh, soundness, that we get through this period of challenge safely to the other side, all together, in one piece, us and our families. If, la samahallah, Allah not permit, sickness befalls someone in our family or ourselves, Give us that confidence in you that all of this is your design and enable us. Our hope that we attach is that we uh, get through it with safety. And Islam. As-salama, this hilal brings salama and Islam. And of course, what is Islam? First and foremost, in the definitions of our theologians, Islam is idhaan, acquiescence, accepting the message of the Rasul as truth, accepting the words of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala as being addressed to us, as having within them some type of, or many types of enlightenment, instruction, directives that will fulfill us in our humanity, make us more human, and be beneficial in and of itself. The essence of that Islam, we say submission so often in, Islam, in, in English, and, and that is there as well. The essence of it is acceptance of both the truth and the obligation that we owe a debt to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala because He has given us everything, our existence, our families, our moment, our circumstances, our talents, our flaws, which sometimes benefit us in ways that huh, we hadn't realized. Right? We don't know the, 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 the wisdoms that are embedded like silver linings in the designs of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And accepting that, that this is the way and this is what makes sense. What leads us away from that confidence and that acceptance, that acquiescence and submission that this is right, and I owe this to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. What gets us away from being at rest and at peace with that is our forgetfulness. When we stray further and further away from the moment, from being present in, a, in the moment and connected, we stray towards ideals, and dreams and fantasies, like those that, that uh, uh, what do we call it? Mirage on the horizon, right? In fatashtahu lam tajidhu shay'ah, 
right? If you investigate what appears like water on the desert horizon, you go out looking for that water that you fantasize it's an illusion that appears before you. You go and you investigate and you find that it wasn't all it was cracked up to be. It wasn't what you assumed it to be. Because now we've attached our hearts, for example, to a Ramadan 2020 that was never going to be. They say that one of the most uh, important uh, talents or skills to have in order to be successful in life and business is the ability to be able to adjust to changing circumstances, right? In the morning, you're in this part of town, right? At lunchtime, you have to be in a meeting over here. And at the end of the day, you may have a meeting with all of the staff, right? Totally different circumstances which require a very different approach. And they said one of the, the, the most important and telling signs that a person will be successful both in life and business is that they can adjust to these different circumstances, right? So this is just what I've heard. I don't know anything about this because the only circumstances I know and understand is a library, right? But... Um, I did uh, read about this, and I've seen people who are very good at this. They can speak in the way that's best done in every moment. They can deal with people. They can adjust uh, to the changes that come. Why? Because they're present in their moment. And this is one of the meanings of the idea of mindfulness, right? Hudur, present to these circumstances that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has uh, placed in front of you. So what will we do, right? We'll accept this new design and we'll look for what is uh, best in it. I'd written a few uh, notes here. So what, what can we do about this Ramadan? The first thing that we need to do is differentiate between form and meaning. Think about what is the form of Ramadan that you think of in your mind when you think that it's coming, right? These warm, cozy evenings in the masjid, everyone gathering around the food, people running out to the market to get that ingredient so your mother can make that best dish, your favorite dish that's coming and, and so on. And that's not going to be happening, but that's oftentimes we have our imagination of what that will be. Okay, but what is the meaning of Ramadan? This Ramadan will be very different, but the Hilal will still come and the sky will still open up, right? When Ramadan comes, the gates of the sky are thrown open, not to be closed again until the end of the month, right? The gates of the sky are open, open to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, offering a very special receptivity to people who turn their hearts toward Him. The first of Ramadan is still compassion, is still rahmah, right? The first 10 days is still uh -huh, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala's gentleness. And that gentleness is still going to be there. But if we're looking for our own design of what gentleness is supposed to be or how uh, we want Allah to manifest that to us, we may not find what is actually there because 
we're not open. We're dictating to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So let's turn and receive that gentleness. And in the spirit of that, let's give it to others, which is most important in a time like this. Most important, right? Some people are anxious. Some people may be stressed out in different families. Other people may be depressed and uh, coming to them with gentleness is what might uh, coming, bringing your own gentleness toward those people that are around you, looking out, empathizing, putting yourself in their shoes, trying to understand what's making them feel the way they do, and maybe relieving some of that pressure, okay? Or comprehending uh, what they might be going through. You make that effort in hopes that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is going to surround you with His gentleness, right? Uh, you get what you give. You reap what you sow. Ar-Rahimuna yarhamahum ar-Rahmanu tabaraka wa ta'ala. Right? Those who show gentleness and compassion to others, the all-compassionate, the all-merciful, will show gentleness to them. The middle of Ramadan is still going to be forgiveness on offer. The gates of the sky open up and Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala comes down in the night to the lowest heaven. In fact, in Ramadan all day long, right? Is anyone asking forgiveness that I can forgive them? Is anybody in need of compassion that I can give compassion? But you have to be present with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. What's on your list of what you need from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala? So you can make your list of what you need this Ramadan. Do you need good health? Do you need safety? Do you need your business right, uh, to survive this period or your job or health care? Or maybe everything is still running as usual, but in very different circumstances. Do you want Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to forgive you this Ramadan? Uh, and that forgiveness is on offer. And what is the forgiveness of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, the maghfirah? It's the relenting of Allah, the acceptance of Allah. Allah is saying, khalas, I'm going to give you a pass. Khalas, right? You're the khalq, you're not the rub. Allah is saying that I'm perfect and you recognize my perfection and I'm aware that I created you with imperfections, Right? And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala accepts you. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala lets you go, lets you off the hook. Allah let us off the hook because we know we get ourselves, right, onto that hook. And then it's all types of problems we create for ourselves. If Allah wasn't compassionate and gentle with us, right, it could be bad. The end of Ramadan, the last ten, is still going to be itkun min nar Right? Freedom from the fire. Release from a destination that more likely than not we've earned. Because the garden of Allah, that Jannah, that uh, Firdaus, that Faradis, that uh, Paradise, we don't earn that. Right? That's not something that is in our capacity to earn. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala doesn't owe it to us. What we probably have earned is a spot in the penalty box. 
right? That penalty box is a tight spot, right? It is a hot seat. That's what we've probably earned, right? That's what we're probably entitled to. And as we begin Ramadan, we're heading toward a last 10 days that is about Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala releasing people who've ended up binding themselves, shackling themselves to a destiny because of our own um, bad form, not our best selves, not our best choices. And we need Allah to be gentle. And if we know that we're in need of that gentleness, if we know that we're in need of Allah forgiving us, and Allah not insisting on penalizing us in the ways that we've earned, then what could be our uh, posture or attitude toward other people, right? Shouldn't we also maybe let some of them off the hook, not take them to task, because upon contemplation we realize that maybe they didn't mean to wrong us, or they were not in their right mind. Now, subhanAllah. But at the end of the day, you have to protect yourselves and protect your heart to be wise and smart. You're not going to come to the masjid, right, for tarawiyah. But you can pray at home. Maybe you depend on that recitation. Huh? You're looking forward to that reciter that's going to come and that, you know, booming uh, PA system, right, that just fills the space. You can still listen to the Qur'an. But maybe this Ramadan, it's going to be about you making an effort to recite. Right? Buy a music stand and put uh, uh, your ajzah or your mushaf or your iPad on the music stand. Right? And make a musalla, make a masjid in your home. Make a spot and that spot is going to stay there. You're going to camp out. What do you do when you make i'tikaf in the last 10 days? Right? You're camping out in the masjid. Make a campsite for Ramadan in a corner of your home, in the right spot. Move the furniture around. Right? Make a Ramadan house set up. If you don't already have this in your home. Because um, the Messenger والسلام, would speak about the women and the mother having a masjid, a place of sujood or a musalla, a place of salah in a particular corner or place in their house. And you'll see the, 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 the traditional uh, Muslim women, they actually will have this. There's that place, right, where grandma used to always pray in the same spot. There's that place where your mother used to pray and make dua for each and every one of her children by name. Set that up in your house. Have that spot. And you have your iftar, right? Maybe you pray your maghrib, and then you retreat to your spot. Your prayer is not going to be as robust as some giant taraweeh prayer, but it can be just as meaningful, if not more. Because we're not attaching ourselves to the forms of Ramadan, but the meanings that are in Ramadan. We realize that when we turn our hearts in our chests toward the Kaaba, in the correct direction, right? That we're also turning, right, our hearts toward the sky. When we are conscious of Allah, 
and the presence of Allah that your heart is turned to Allah. فَأَيْنَمَا تُوَلُّوا فَثَمَّ وَجْهُ اللَّهِ Wherever you turn your body toward this qibla or not toward a qibla because you're having to walk in this direction, right, for this meeting, right, at lunchtime. So your body is not going toward the qibla. Your chest is now pointed away from the Kaaba. But so long as your heart is aware of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, is alert and conscious of the presence of Allah, it is turned to Allah, but not in a physical way, in a way of consciousness of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Your conscious, when you retreat to your prayer spot in the home, your best prayer rugs, take your favorite blanket and fold it up and make it into, right, uh, even bigger prayer area and then put maybe your favorite prayer rug on top of that or whatever you can come by. But do it with ihsan and intention that this is going to be your focus and you stand in that prayer, your own prayer, aware that you're under a sky that's wide open. And there's all types of rahmat, right, with the beginning of that hilal that are coming down and that's all for you. Subhanallah. These are things that you can do. Make that list of what you're asking for. Sometimes we depend too much on the imam to make dua for us. Make that list. If you have extra time in this uh, quarantine and social distancing period, right, sit down right, and make a list and, and uh, refine the language that you're going to uh, use. And that list can be an evolving right. A live list throughout the month. You may modify it and change it, but you have what you know you need from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Right? And go to that because that's what this moment is about. That's what these days are about. And sometimes you may have a few people in your home with you. You may have your family. You may have too many people in your home with you. Right? Some, maybe you have some sick people in your home with you. Right? SubhanAllah, Allah, give everybody recovery and good health. Give them serenity. Give them peace. Right? We ask Allah to give everybody peace with Himself. Peace within this reality. To be at peace with the circumstances that are not of your own design. Now, SubhanAllah. As we approach this month, one of the meanings that is the reality of Ramadan as opposed to the forms that we all love and are grateful for, right, is that what is this compassion that comes out in the first 10 days, right, in all of the days really, and the maghfirah, the forgiveness in the middle 10 days, and the release from the fire that we seek for, right, in the end, how you begin that moment of hilal, man ashraqat bidayatuhu, ashraqat nihayatuhu, Ibn al-Ta' says, whoever has a resplendent beginning to their affair, like a sunshine, ishraq, right, or a moonrise, Whoever's beginning is resplendent and bright like a sunrise, the end is more and more assured to be bright, right? So begin with the end of, in mind, as they say, in business. All of these meanings that pour out like a beautiful, gentle spring rain from the sky in these months are for the one who approaches 
uh, Ramadan, not with apricot fruit roll-ups or the very perfect dates, the ajwa from Medina or the other dates that you want or I couldn't get the walnuts to open up the, or the almonds to put inside the date so all we could put inside the dates were peanuts, right? Or something that is not the, the thing that the dates are supposed to have. These are all forms. The meaning within it and all of these potentials and possibilities is for the one who approaches Ramadan Fasting in the day, standing at night. How did he say, Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam? Imanan wahtisaban. In faith and expectation. Or faith in confidence in the promise of Allah Subhanahu Wa Ta'ala. Imanan wahtisaban. Right? Whoever fasts the days of Ramadan in uh, faith and confidence in the promise of Allah. Right, uh, in an assumption that Allah is going to stick by His promise, so long as I come in with my obligations to the best of my ability, because ultimately we're flawed. So do your best, put in that due diligence, and leave the rest to Allah Subhanahu wa Taala. Right, do your best, and know that Allah Subhanahu wa Taala is forgiving. You come in with this attitude, this posture, this confidence, right? And how does our confidence increase? By the experience of Allah's work in our lives and by our learning of the subtleties of the teachings of Allah and His Messenger, the teachings of the deen, right? There are are great returns that can uh, come from this, right? But when our thaqafa, our literacy of the deen, is severely reduced, we tend to get in arguments with each other, we tend to become busybodies, we tend to worry about things that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala didn't expect us or wasn't looking for us to worry about, and we tend to not worry about things that is actually what we are supposed to worry about, right? So we increase and we understand and we can get more out. Right? We can suck more of the marrow out of life, as they say, and we can get more richness out of uh, the deen through this. So in that faith and certainty in the promise of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, that's what unlocks all of the bounty from Ramadan. It starts from being present. مَنْ لَهُ قَلْبٌ وَأَلْقَى وَهُوَ shahid. Again, another... Um, another uh, uh, hint or sign at being present as a key, present to the circumstances that Allah has designed in this moment. Now, whoever has a heart is in touch with their heart, and their heart is open and receptive. And is listening and paying attention to what Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is trying to tell you. Not trying, telling you, excuse me, uh, what Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is telling us, the circumstances, and is a witness, is observing, it knows that these are the facts that Allah has designed, not the ideals that I wished for. We're awake to that moment. Subhanallah. Naam.
is a lot of solitude in this time. But there are aspects of Ramadan, there are aspects of turning to Allah that look for solitude. Right? Sometimes in this uh, modern uh, period of time, people you'll see uh, different people, they want to turn the lights off when they do the Taraweeh prayer, right? or when they pray at night at home. They're looking for that calmness, that serenity, which is one of those aspects of solitude. Right? Ramadan is about that night prayer. The prayer that you do after Aisha. And maybe you can't do 20 raka'at. Maybe you can. You could do more than 20. You can do less than 20. The important thing is that you have that faith and confidence in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. But what a perfect time, what a perfect Ramadan right? to get your uh, tahajjud game on which requires solitude and being alone with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, which is an aspect of Tawheed, right? Our concept of monotheism. Allah hasn't given a man, the same for a woman or a person, two hearts in their breast. There's only one heart, one spiritual heart, within you as an entity, and Allah wants that to be for Him. You and Allah alone, right? Um, one of the, the poets said, لَقَدْ خَلَوْتُ مَعَ الْحَبِيبِ وَبَيْنَنَا سِرٌ أَرَقُّ مِنَ النَّسِيمِ إِذَا سَرَى I have gone and I'm now, gone off and I'm now alone with my beloved and between me and him is a secret that is more subtle than a gentle breeze as it uh, spreads across the land. There's something between us. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, the relationship with him is not a relationship that you have to compete with anyone else for his attention. How beautiful is that? Right? You're not competing with anyone for Allah's attention. Allah is beyond limitations of who He can give His time to. Because Allah is beyond time. So, Allah's Messenger والسلام, is told in the Quran, right? That the standing at night, giving life to the night, that, that energy that you'll put into the focus and the standing and the praying and the bowing and the prostration and the turning and the consciousness of Allah, enlivening the night is the firmest way of framing. You're directing yourself to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. You're sound and solid footing in your ibadah and your devotion and that is open to each of us and this season will be a moment to really immerse yourself in into that right when you speak to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala from your heart this is called munajat like an intimate right conversation 
If you have someone that you're very close to or you haven't seen in a long time or you went to meet and you all need to discuss something that's very private between you. You need to be very frank and very straightforward and this person you know is going to respond in kind and pay attention to what you're pouring out to them and it's back and forth in this way, right? That is called munajat and that is what is between you and I guarantee you that if you come in with this mindfulness into that prayer by night and you recite the words of Allah back to Him, right? How alim is that? How alim is it, right? Uh, for the way of getting near to someone is to recite their own words back to them. When you do that, that's ta'zim, right? That's ta'zim, you know? Uh, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is on His own and transcends any comparison. But imagine, right? I mean, even uh, you'll hear uh, uh, singers, right, in interviews saying that I remember that first really big con uh, concert that I did and my album had come out and the whole stadium was singing my words back to me, right? People lose their minds over that, right? They, uh-huh, right? That's addictive. You see what's going on there. This is this poet's poetry, and it has uh, become uh, so ingrained into the hearts and minds of the crowd and the fans and the followers that they've memorized every line. That's adulation. That's adoration for uh, one object, set of objects in the dunya for another object in the dunya. But imagine your own on a whole nother transcendent level. Dedication to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala that you're so connected to those words that you memorize them or you want to memorize them or you used to memorize them, right? And it's paining you that you don't remember all of those edges out that you used to have memorized or you're attached to the written word. Look, release the anguish over what you've forgotten, right? If you consume yourself with stressing out over something, right, that is not in accordance with the circumstances of the now, you're missing the boat. That's not the ihtisaban, the confidence. Know that these are signs of your attachment and your love and the importance and whatever means you have to take to recite those words that have been given to you from above the seven heavens, from beyond the Sidratul Muntaha, beyond the, uh, the, the Sidra tree of the last boundary where even Jibreel couldn't go any further. And the Prophet Muhammad والسلام, went there right, and got your salah. And you offer that up to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala because your heart is filled with the ta'zeem. It's not about the, uh, the cover of your mushaf, of your Qur'an, the binding. It's not about how fancy the pages are. It's not about 
the ink. It's not about this. It's not about all of these appearances of the Qur'an, but the meanings that these symbols on that paper are pointing your heart to comprehend. Because those meanings are eternal. And this is a month of these eternal meanings. So imbibe them in whatever means. Right now, in this month, you need to be with the meanings of the Qur'an. And bring that to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And ask of Him and speak to Him. Tayyib, we're getting close to our close, right? And that's more than enough. Right? We have the appearance of this crescent moon rising above the horizon. Another poet said, Qamarun min fawqil ghusni naqa yanjali subhana man khalaqa. The uh, a moon rising right in front of my eyes above the trees. Qamarun min fawqil ghusni naqa yanjali. It appears resplendent, subhana. Right? Um, and transcendent and glorified is the one who created it. This entire creation is like a horizon upon which his signs, right, or the effects of his names and attributes rise up like a sunrise or a moonrise. Naam? قَدْ خَطِفْتَ هَذِهِ الْأَكْوَانُ طَلْعَتُهُ قَدْ خَطِفْتَ الْقَلْبَ وَالْحَدَقَى Right? You've, kid, you've captivated or even kidnapped. You've captured my heart. Right? And you've captured my eye. Why? Because the eye is delighted when the heart is present with the circumstances and we see those circumstances as being Allah's manifestation. In each moment, in every day, in each of his moments, right? Right? His manifesting the circumstances of his design, and you're aware of that. And it's the delight of the eye. Sanurihim ayatina fil afaqi wa fi anfusihim. We are going to show them our signs on the horizons and in their very selves. How many signs that Allah is in charge, not you, is Allah showing you in your very self? How many circumstances is Allah manifesting on these horizons? Like that hilal is going to come. And inshallah we're going to be ready for it. In their very selves until it becomes clear. Allah is in charge. Imanan wahtisaban. Right? Tasdiqan idhaan. Submission, acquiescence. Right? This is Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and His design. Be present with it and conscious of it. Aware, connect to your moment, connect to that hilal, connect to those nights and an open sky. We wish you tawfiq, right? And we ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to give you all, make this the best Ramadan, or at least it will be the most unique Ramadan. And sallallahu ala Sayyidina Muhammad, Allah bless his Prophet Muhammad, right? And those with him. Tayyip, and the, the masjid, right, gave me the heads up that they're asking for support. Right? Because just like the small businesses, right, don't know how they're going to get through this, right? We may have an empty masjid in Ramadan, right? But it's still the house of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, right? So uh, let's take care 
of everybody and show that gentleness, right? Make this a generous month, generous of ourselves and generous of what we can do. Take care. Ahsan Allahu alaykum. Allah be good to you all, right? And your family is in our family. Assalamu alaykum wa rahmatullahi ta'ala wa barakatuh.